0: Hey, 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 you guys. We're so grateful to have one of my special guests. Her name is Natalie Lane, and she is a singer-songwriter. She's based in Los Angeles, California. Um, She's not only an artist, but from a very young age, she worked in various backgrounds in the entertainment industry, and we're going to talk about that as well. She's toured with Michael W. Smith and with Van Hunt. She has worked behind the music And now she's making her debut, you guys, with her new single called Lonely. And her EP is going to be coming out later this year. I think she's an amazing person. We've had many talks leading up to this. So we are so grateful to have you, Natalie, here with us at Black Canvas.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited
0: (laughs) to have you, too. I mean, you guys, when y'all really hear Natalie and her story, you're going to really connect with her. And we will have her back for future episodes um, coming back because I think there's a lot more we're going to definitely mm. dive in to. But I wanted for this first episode for us to talk more about her music and what kind of inspired her because she has a story to tell and we're so grateful to have her
1: right thank you so much man wow what an introduction <laughs> thank you well,
0: i had my coffee this morning <laughs> well, I,
1: well i didn't so we're gonna see how this is all gonna work <laughs> all right so we
0: got to catch up with each other on that one okay <laughs> uh,
1: right exactly
0: all right so the first thing i wanted to kind of talk to natalie about is what has been one of your biggest musical influences
1: Ooh, that's a lot of I feel like it's been all over the place. I feel like I, oh man, from like the Cranberries to sticks to Lana Del Rey, I feel like I've kind of had so many inspirations from so many places. It's been like a bowl mixed with so many different things that kind of made me who I am now, but also the music that I create currently. So it's been a mix. That's a hard question.
0: Well, I'm glad you said Lana Del Rey. Can we kind of talk into your favorite Lana Del Rey song? Do you have one?
1: Yeah, I do. I like ride. Um, it's funny. When I was 16, I remember I obviously wasn't driving at the time, but I lived in Bakersfield. And so I like begged my mom to drive me all the way to L.A. to her premiere. And um, it was her premiere for a ride. And I fell in love with just the, like. I think it was like a 10-minute film she did. And it was beautiful. She talked about her team. I got to meet her. And I was just like in awe. I fangirled so hard. I've I've never been starstruck, but this one got me. Um, But just like the writing and storytelling, that's like that left a heavy impression on me as a songwriter. Um, And I just admired the team she had behind her. So at a young age, she kind of captivated me with just like, these themes that she had. I don't know if it was appropriate for me at being 16, but <laughs> it definitely, you know, shaped me a little bit in my creativity. So I'm thankful for her.
0: I'm thankful for her too. I think she she's in a lane by herself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't respect her career like they should. Um, because I remember just hearing her and her visuals. I mean, I think she does such a great job right. of the lyric and the visual matches really well. And I know with some artists that can be a a big struggle because sometimes you have so much theatrics with a music video, but the, the song really wasn't that great, but Mm -hmm. I feel like with her, her music is very genuine. And you can tell it's coming from a great place from a heartfelt place.
1: Oh yeah. It's super cinematic. And I think that's what I love about it. It's never done. Um, You know, half-assed it's always been, you know, with a vision and the theme is always spot on. But also I think one thing that I always loved about her when I dived deep into knowing her story, she, was I think me on this, but like I'm pretty sure she was doing, she had to keep reinventing herself. Um, and then finally, you know, Lana Del Rey was created. And I think, you know, that's when it took off. But for me, that was inspiring to know like you can keep trying, inventing your sound. There's no, because like ideally, no one really has the say of make it. Like, honestly, like you're the only person that puts a close, opens that for yourself. Um, and I admire that she never stopped. And <laughs> it's crazy cause to think that she would have never been around and she would have just gave up. Uh, to me is inspiring because there's so many times where like I feel like I don't know what I'm doing with my sound and I want to give up. And I'm like, Am I, should I just be a doctor? <laughs> should I just go to school? Should I just not do music? Should I just switch careers? Right. I mean, I'm terrible at school, but I mean, so I'm like, man, am I really, like, you you get imposter syndrome all the time where you're like, am I really an artist? I mean, Mm -hmm. living in LA, people, and you just kind of get worried that, like, you're like, am I the weakest link? (laughs) Like, should I be cut off? Like, should I not be doing this? (laughs) Um,
0: that was that's a good segue. I wanted to say like that was one of my favorite shows, The Weakest Link. Like I was like when you said mm. that, it just reminded me of that show with her goodbye, <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> but exactly. It, but sometimes our mind can do something similar to that show where you're like, "Am I really doing the next right thing, or do I need to do something different?" And I know with my careers, well, I've switched careers, as, and I was like, "Am I doing the next right thing?" And I think when you feel it from your your heart and soul. And you're confident in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you're impacting people's lives. And right. you guys, if you haven't heard Natalie's music, you will definitely know that she's going to be a, a global superstar. Um, I do believe in her. And I think, like, it's more of people acknowledging the greatness. But you have to acknowledge it within yourself before someone else can acknowledge that you actually have it. And so, like, looking in the mirror and just saying, you know what, I step exactly. into my greatness. I step into who I am. Um, as a human being first before an artist. And I think like, Natalie, that's going to be one of your greatest strengths. But I do mm-hmm. want to talk about what has been one of your biggest challenges so far in your music career?
1: Oof. Yeah, that's a loaded question. I feel like the biggest challenge has been, I mean, we, there's so many avenues we can actually walk down on this. Um, I mean, for starters, I feel like finding your sound and believing in it and honing in on what you want to represent, what you want to actually write about. What's your message? What do you want people to know you for? Um, that's pretty challenging because if you think about it, you're like, I, what do I want people to know me by? What do I want people to connect with when they listen to me or think of my name in their music library or, or, or playlists? Um, And that's, to me, has been like a little challenging of like, what do I want to represent? What do I want to be an advocate for? I'm not saying that like you always have to be political in your music, but I think sometimes you want there to be meaning just as much as, you know, anything. Um, And so that's been a little challenging, but also um, I think being your biggest fan, I think that's also very challenging. Believing in yourself before anybody else, because I think one thing I realized as I've worked behind the scenes in the music industry and now being an artist and pursuing that, if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to come along and believe in you like you may have and that and I don't want to say that's across the board, but I think there has to be a foundation where you're like, I'm in this, I believe in myself, I think I have what it takes um and I'm going to keep pushing in and investing in myself and if people start to see that and want to jump on that train, they're more than welcome to. But you got to get that engine started first before you can expect someone to want to just jump on that train with you and ride the whole long journey <laughs> of your music career. Um because I would see people have like a team and I would be like, "Man, how do I get that? How do I get people behind me wanting to invest or wanting to, you know, contribute their skill sets to help me get somewhere. And I think that's a thing where it's like, you gotta, you gotta possess, um, I guess in a way, like you have to kind of believe in yourself and, and really be like, yeah, I got something. I think when you hold value and you kind of in a weird way, have this respect for yourself people. And I think that's in anything, right? Like that's in relationships when you're dating and you demand respect and not like you need to respect mm-hmm. me, but it's more so when you start putting healthy boundaries and when you start doing things that shows people like, hey, no, I value and respect myself. They know, oh, OK, I can't manipulate this person or I can't get away with, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. It's the same thing in music. Like people will, will smell that off of you, of, like that you take your art seriously, that you actually believe that you got what it takes. And then they're like, OK, all right all right. It's kind
0: of this weird like thing where they're like, okay,
1: I see you. I can, and that's yeah. a
0: thing where. And it kind of goes back to, I can get behind that exactly. because if you believe in your own career, it's like, wow, I want to be a part of this too, this, this <laughs> right. next great thing. And it's like, uh, I always tell people that I just don't like the statement, fake it till you make it to me. I just think that's being disingenuous, but I do believe in mm-hmm. you saying, hey, there's parts of me that I'm still rediscovering. And I can like the parts of me that's right. getting me to the next level in my career. I don't have to love it yet. But just liking that and being willing to explore those areas, I think is what really sets different artists apart. When, like, when you look at um, artists with longevity, um, I was just in a previous podcast, I talked about like Anita Baker is one of my favorite singers growing up. And I loved her and how many years that she had to fight to get her catalog of music back and just thinking of how people owned her voice for so many years. Years and now she finally has that freedom, but she Mm. still kept the intent in her voice Mm. and in the message she shared. And like people know her songs, you can recite many Anita Baker songs, but getting to know the person you know beneath the lyrics and and what they stand for, I think that is what really sets people apart. And that's that's what I said, Nelly. I think that was a great answer that you gave about that's a huge challenge. Sometimes your ego, um, there's a thing called a healthy ego to have, but a lot of times unhealthy egos can definitely cause people to go into grandiosity you know
1: oh yeah I mean you see that so much and I've I've honestly have seen so much of unhealthy egos that I'm thankful that I've gotten to witness that um be in relationships with those people because it showed me what I did not want to do for myself and there was that fine that um fine line where it's kind of like you gotta, you gotta hype yourself up. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't listen to my music all the time. But when am I, when I'm in my car driving alone, I do listen to a lot of my catalogs, um, music that I haven't put out, voice memos, because for me, I'm like, I gotta be, I gotta be with my music. If I'm hyped and I'm jamming, then like, great. That's that's the first test. I gotta enjoy and love what I'm writing. And if I don't, if I'm not jamming to it alone, like then <laughs> I'm not going to put it out. <laughs> but it, also it's <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's that line where it's at the same time. Like, I also don't want to, I guess for me, I, I don't want to feed this like ego where I think I'm the shit. Like there's, there's a balance. You believe in yourself, but you realize it's not always about you. And that gives you some soberness to your talent. Because I think I've seen so many people in the music industry have hype men and yes men around them. And it, they start to think they're invincible. They start to think they can treat people or talk to people the way they want. And uh, it's a dangerous thing. Like, because at the end of the day, you're like, you're human. We're all human. Regardless of like, the accomplishments you have or the things you mm-hmm. ventured into. Like, at the end of the day, we both bleed red we both, we both are human beings with beating hearts. Um, And so that's, that's always the scary thing. I think like, you have to think like, okay, if I did make it, like, would I change? (laughs) Like, would my ego get big and unhealthy? Like, I don't know, like, hopefully not. Like, I think you want to have some soberness to it and hopefully have people that are going to love you and call you out in love when you are getting to that place, hopefully.
0: Right. Well, you have me. But I definitely <laughs> call you out and be
1: like, Natalie. What? Yes, please about? do. I mean, please do. I that is my biggest fear. I feel like is losing myself in mm-hmm. the process and and hurting people. Um, or just like having my words be death. Like I, I really don't want to speak over people or or um, I don't want to speak over people. That's not giving them life or feeding into their dreams. And you know, for me, I I want to be able to give people my time and. I hope that I can be present and um, make someone feel like they're seen and understood. That is my biggest thing. I would, that's the gift that I would hope to give regardless if I made it in music or not. Um, yeah. I don't know where that was going, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think it segues into that a uh, question. I think that most people would like to know, like, what would your life be without music? Mm. Is there another path that you think you would want to take outside of music?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I think there has to come a time where you do just for the like sake of your mental health, you have to lay that dream down for a second. You have to have that conversation. You come to that table and you're saying, if I don't make it, like, am I okay with that? Because for a while, like music was my identity. That is like, I couldn't see myself doing anything else, but I realized there was this healthy unhealthy attachment to music Um, where like, if I didn't, if someone told me I wasn't going to make it, it probably would have broke me. Um, but I had to have that conversation of like, yeah, that's okay. Like if music doesn't happen, you have so many other gifts. What are those gifts? Because singing isn't your identity, right? Like that's, that's a dangerous thing to put your value and in, in your place in. Mm-hmm. I mean, in anything that's temporarily or temporary. So for me, I had to... I had like a come to Jesus moment where I was just like, okay, cool. If music isn't my calling or if that's something that you don't have for me, then what, It what, what, where can I find joy and purpose in? And I think like, I, my answer was just people. I just love connecting with others. Um, and I mean, you connected on this of just like, you know, counseling, like, you know, I, I, I went to school cause I thought, okay, I don't want to do music anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to go to school for counseling. I only went for one semester and then college shut down. And that's when I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe music (laughs) is where I need to be. Um, But that's the thing, like having those confirmations (laughs) that bring you back into it. I mean, I've always switched up in every area of my life, always tried new hobbies, never kind of seen things through. Like I would start something and then I would get bored and not want to do it anymore. But music has always been one constant thread in my life and that's been kind of a testament i'm like okay maybe this is something that i need to do but i'm okay and i hold it very loosely and that's the best place to be and i would tell anybody who wants to get a music hold it loosely because uh it's a dangerous place when you're gripping it, and you're like i just want to make it i just want to be famous the grass isn't always greener on the other side and i've gotten to see that grass from other people's perspectives and a I think they could, I could safely say they would think the same thing or they would say, yeah, it has its challenges. It's, it actually doesn't solve the problems you thought it was going to solve. It amplifies it.
0: <laughs> and, and yeah, it it really does because, and I want to kind of go back to what you said about just like music in general. It can be like what in counseling times we call it the golden thread. And mm-hmm. so I think for you, as you mentioned, you get to that place where you start succeeding or you're making progress in your career. And then sometimes, you can start to beat yourself up and say, hey, I thought I would be here after 10 years. Or there are a lot of musicians. I use Whitney Houston as a great example of how amazing, just an amazing talent starting at a young part of her career. And at a certain point, she wasn't as successful. Her voice started to shift for many different reasons. And a lot of people start to say, oh, she's fallen off, or she's not who she used to be. But she still had a a, a great career and did a lot of great things in a very limited window, but a lot of times people remember your last things you've done in your life, whether if it's negative or positive, and they forget about what it took to get to where you are and have been.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it's so easy to put your, I guess, your value um, in accomplishments. I mean, to be frank (laughs) and real, um, you know, trying to write that bio was kind of discouraging because I'm like, I don't have a Grammy to my name, and it's funny how Those are the things you associate success with, you know, like awards. Um, And that's the thing where, like, I've had to hold myself loosely with that as well, where I'm like, you know what? Hey, yeah, I may not be, you know, signed to a publishing company or I may not have a Grammy, but I've accomplished way more than that. And I've had life experience that no one can take away from me. And that is an accomplishment in itself. I think it's like redesigning the idea of what we think success is in this generation. I think we're so hyper focused on material things and that's what defines our success. But like, I've had to have that like hard conversation and be like, you know what? That doesn't matter. That really doesn't matter. Like when you have a conversation with a stranger, mm-hmm. they're not going to be like, well, you have a Grammy that has inspired me. I think they're going to be like, the way you made me in that conversation made me go and pursue my dreams. And that conversation has always stayed with me. I think there's a difference where I'm like making people feel special. That's an accomplishment. Like, (laughs) I think there's just things where I have to like really take a minute and Mm -hmm. deconstruct those thoughts because I think we have that instilled in us as human beings, especially as like someone my age, you know, we think like, Oh, I got to have this, I got to have that. And that means I made it. Um, but that's something I've always struggled with. So I, I mean, it's still an active thing where I have to put myself in check mentally and be like, "No, actually, you're good." <laughs> that, like, if you get that, great. But like, that that doesn't mean that's the end all be all. Like, there's yeah. always more, and yeah. it. D- right. There's so.
0: always more, and I I love that, Natalie, because I remember when I was younger, um, my mom would always talk to me about just like is how you leave people and how you leave them in an experience that is the most important thing of what are you actually sharing with this person? How did this person um, connect with you? And building those connections is what makes us hold and makes us, you know, feel right. sound and centered and grounded. Um, but I do, I do love your music. Oh, and I 100%. want to really talk about one of your songs, which is Lonely. Do you mind talking about that?
1: Gosh, yeah, sure, All right. Well, what went behind um, that song? Yeah. I'm like, what do I start with that? <laughs> um, You know, it's what's funny. It's like, sometimes you don't know where your inspiration is going to come from, but when you get it, you got to kind of ride it all the way out. Um, And I just remember I'm a huge fan of John Mayer. Always have been. I have a crush on him. Love the guy. Um, And I remember he, it was before he released Sub Rock. And I remember he did a live stream at like two in the morning. I got a notification and I was like, Oh, like I want to watch this. And he performed a song of his. And I remember thinking, Oh man, this is awesome. But then like I overanalyze. And sometimes I psychoanalyze people (laughs) and I was just like overthinking that night. I was like, man, like, I wonder what (laughs) it's like to be famous to be up late. Do you feel alone all the time? Like, do you have like people you reach out to? Like as a nobody, you know, I can re- <laughs> not that I am that person, but like, you know, I could hit up somebody and be like, hey, come over and like no second thought about it. But like as um as a celebrity, you just think of the dynamics of what changes in your life, like how alone do you get? Um, And I that kind of mm-hmm. inspired Lonely where I was just like, oh, man, in my response of like. Thinking, OK, you're up late, you're writing music. Performing music. Um, I don't know. So I was like that's where lonely came from. It was like kind of like a call out to, hey, I see you, like come over. <laughs> not not think we gotta do anything, but it was more so just like this natural human feelings and um and so yeah. I just like put on a YouTube track that I found and I just started singing on the floor and I recorded a video and it's on my Instagram. You can probably find it deep down in my teeth, but um But I remember singing that like hook and that melody and I was like, oh, this is good. And then I like put on the shelf and I didn't finish it. And then I remember I was in a writing room with Jack and, and Mark, two of my really good friends. They're amazing, talented musicians. And I was like, I really want to finish a song. Um, I just don't know which one I wanna do. And so I gave them an option of this one and a, and another one. And they were like, Oh, let's finish Lonely. Like I remember Jack was like, I love that one, let's let's finish it. And so we finished that song in like an hour. Um, and yeah, and then it just kinda took its own life form and I was really it's probably one of my favorite songs I've written. But it's funny because I feel like you're always initially super excited about it and then once you like go through recording mixing mastering and it's out to the world it's funny I just had this conversation with a friend. I was like every time I release a song I hit this place of depression <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because you're like well now what like I don't know if you're like man I had these expectations mm-hmm. I try not to have any expectations when I release a song but it's kind of hard not to I think you're always secretly unconsciously gonna have mm-hmm. hopes and expectations of it like popping off or like someone, you know, seeing it and really enjoying it. Um, But yeah, like lonely was just like a weird, like there wasn't much thought going into it. It more was just like a feeling that I ran with it and it was inspired by John. I don't know if he ever listened to it. I sent it to his manager, (laughs) never got a text back, but that's okay. We met on like a dating app. And so, I mean, fair enough. We only talked like once on FaceTime. So he doesn't owe me anything, but it would have been nice, you know,
0: Uh
1: (laughs) I had high (laughs) hopes.
0: But you never know. You never know. This might circle its way back around in the future. And then you can be like, you know, John, this is what I was telling you.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm like, please don't think I'm psychotic. Like, I'm just an artist. I'm just rolling with the feelings, writing it out. Like, I'm not a stalker. I swear. I'm not weird. I'm just inspired.
0: That's how you start the first date. You are like, I'm just inspired by you. That's all it was. That's, don't, don't, don't get weird. <laughs> don't get twisted. Don't get it twisted.
1: Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not that girl. But um, I, I'm like, I know what I want, and I wanted to at the time. So, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I love that, and I think that's a great message that you mentioned about the word lonely because it's very similar when someone releases new music or a new book. And I know relating to that releasing books. Is that it's it's like almost a giving birth almost mm-hmm. because you don't know um what's gonna be the results down the line, how people are going to respond to it. Um
1: oh yeah. yeah. Or or just the fact the people you thought were gonna respond to it didn't. It's like mm-hmm. postpartum. Yes it, really, it is. It's very similar it really to that. is.
0: And so you have to just get to that place of saying, I went through all of these months like like giving birth of of being pregnant, and then when you finally give birth to it, it's like this is my masterpiece this is something that I can be proud of and like I said and be grateful that I went through that the pain and the experience Mm -hmm. that went along with it I think that is Natalie going to be your calling card when people hear your music and say you have a haunting voice and a very great lyrical content to your music that I think like people are going to be able to really connect with you more than just the song and then the song is going to be where people really make oh wow I like the song too but that your voice is really was the your most powerful asset i do believe
1: oh thank you yeah it's it's funny i've I've had people weirdly i mean because i grew up christian but <clears throat> i would get <laughs> these prophetic words and you know honestly i still carry them today but i remember i had this one girl she's like you know you're not you may not be the best singer which is fine yeah i'm no ariana grande but um <laughs> but uh, for me like i do possess emotion in my voice and i think that's that's the you learn your strengths and you hone in on that and for me I try to let my emotion be the strength of my vocals because I know I don't mm-hmm. have like the craziest range, but that's, that's been, you know, the biggest insecurity starting out. And now one of my biggest strengths that I find um, comfort in is, is right. yeah, that I can possess these emotions and um yeah, that, that's yeah. A journey in itself, just accepting your voice. So thank you for saying that I receive it on, you know, you feeling that way about me.
0: But I'm go- I'm I'm so glad to share that with you because it's the truth and I feel like a lot of times with many artists, you don't have to have an array of that I can reach this high note and I can do this and hold it out for 10 seconds. When someone is listening to a track, they're trying to connect with the person and the voice and that is something that you, I think, do really well and not every artist has that. There are people with the best voices in the world and they have some of the worst songwriting or they don't know how to mix or arrange or or to trim down parts of, of a music. Or to be aware of like how to do a good intro or outro. Like, there's, there's so many components, um, the instrumentation that's involved with music. Like You have to right. know what you want to convey and how people are going to connect with each moment of the song. Because how many times do we turn the radio on and then you flip it after 10 or 15 seconds? Oh, I don't like this. sound, just like something I've already heard. or I don't like this. But when someone really flips it and they hear like, oh, wow, this is something interesting. Or I've never heard the lyric done this way that's when people connect and that's why I love that you listen to your own music because that's the only way you grow as a musician is to kind of go back and see and get feedback honest feedback from family and members and friends can y'all hear this song what do you think about it give me your honest constructive feedback
1: of this oh yeah I mean and if you're gonna be your worst critic might as well take reins of that and use it to your advantage and catapult yourself. I mean, I listen to voice memos and it's good. It's a good way to also train your voice and realize, okay, Hey, I was pitchy there. Okay. Hey, I need to work in that. Um, in that range, like my falsetto, I could probably (laughs) get better or my breathing. Um, I didn't take a breath there. I think, you know, listening, it's even if you were public speaking, you know, watching videos of your body language, seeing how you were upholding yourself. I mean, I remember when I did an interview and I watched myself back and I was like, wow, I say like a lot. I was like, uh, I say um a lot. (laughs) I was like, whoa, is that how people like talk to me? I I talk to them. Oh my goodness. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta get comfortable with you (laughs) in every facet. And it's just like, I mean, there's moments where I, I make myself cringe and I'll see stuff that I like put out. I mean, music I did when I was 16. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like someone take that down, please. I don't know how this is still on the Internet. But honestly, you got to be proud Mm -hmm. of those moments because, I mean, it it makes you who you are and it makes you get better. And and so, I mean, I'm still getting better. I feel like every song that I've been putting out this year, because I've just been putting out singles, I see growth between each track. And that's a really cool, exciting thing to see as an artist. I mean, you would hope that you would continue to get better as a writer um as a vocalist. Um and, and also just like finding the right team mm-hmm. that's gonna help you get to those places. I mean, I'm so thankful for Mark. Uh Mark Pico has been one of my best friends, but also like the best producer that I've found chemistry with, where, you know, when we get into a room and we write, like I feel seen and understood, but also like it's funny because I feel like he taps into a side of my brain um where I don't have to explain what I'm thinking like he kind of just gets it and I mean that's how lonely kind of came out and um so quickly and also just also is the song that it is it's so unique it doesn't sound like anything else and I remember we try to <laughs> tell our mixer like hey um Joey so we don't really have references because we don't really know what this kind of reminds us of like there's there's no it doesn't sound like anything we know so uh yeah have fun which is a good place to be when you're creating things that you're like, this is new, like, this doesn't sound like anything else. And that's, that, that was also yes. really cool to be in a place of like, wow, like, I'm really tapping into my own sound. Mm. Like, this is a really nice feeling.
0: Yes. So. Well, I want to compare you to someone. Yeah, I think please that do. your music reminds me of Amy Lee. And, oh, and that is, I think, a huge compliment of how she helped to pave the way for a different type of sound and music and anyone who knows Evanescence and being aware of just Mm -hmm. that band and what they gave Amy Lee is the leader of that band but she lit her voice is so piercing and she could sing a ballad or sing a rock song whatever and you're Mm -hmm. like wow I know you know it's her it's no question and Mm -hmm. so I think you have that potential and like I said you guys who are listening please look up Natalie and I'm gonna let her plug that at the end to Um, her website and and ways you can find her but you'll understand what I'm saying once you hear her and you'll be able to see the connection that she makes with people which I think is is powerful and Amy Lee is definitely a powerful strong woman I think you have those same attributes in my opinion
1: oh thank you I mean I receive that (laughs) I'm like any you know I don't take it I don't get a it when people are like you remind me of this person for me i'm like wow thank you so much uh mm-hmm. <laughs> because i feel like they paved a way um in music and especially if they're a woman you know it's being a woman in the industry is already hard so um if someone's already you know right. has been in the industry longer than i have like it's always a compliment um so thank you i i need, i'm not super familiar with her so i'm definitely gonna be checking out her stuff after this um interview
0: oh yeah when you listen you'll be like you'll hear the song you'll be like it wake me up inside you may have heard that song. oh yeah like, okay
1: yes okay I know that's a, that's a song I feel like anybody should and does know
0: yes man I mean I go back well I'm an 80s baby but I'm just going back to like the 90s and when MTV I used to watch TRL like left or right when I was younger and just I would never miss episodes and rush home to see it and I just remember just, you know, between 106 and park on BET <laughs> and TRL, like I was just like flipping back and forth so I could catch the new music and new things going on. And I just remember hearing her and seeing a video. And I love like corn and green day and, and just different types of bands. And I think like it's important to just be eclectic in music, as well as I love R and B. I, I love like Joe and Avon and you know Kiki White. And you know, I can switch from that to listen to Christina Aguilera. I mean, I feel like music it should be about the feeling you you are trying to gain from what someone is conveying and also where you're at in your life like your music is going to change like there were many people who love of course the boy bands we go back to like NSYNC and Bad Boys how they were two of the most popular bands but that's because that's the era of music and what people were needing to hear at that time so yeah I'm telling you when you go back and listen to a lot of her stuff I think you're going to see a lot of great lyrical content but just her voice is always was stood out to me
1: yeah i mean i i mean i obviously i know that song very well um yeah i mean also like i need to know what she's doing nowadays i'm like what what is she up to i'm like is she still doing music i feel like i, I need to check her out
0: yeah that'd be i'm telling you you're gonna really be inspired to hear some of that stuff i was like wow she she's 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 great she's really good. you know it,
1: it's funny like when people tell me i remind them of someone i'm always super kind of excited about it
0: Uh (laughs) it's always
1: different it's never the same person which I feel like is a great thing I'm always surprised I'm always like oh well I would have never like thought that for myself um so it's really Mm -hmm. cool to hear these like amazing wonderful artists where people are like you remind me of this person or your vocals remind me of this person I'm like oh my gosh I'm like yeah I'll take it all I receive it (laughs) thank you (laughs) as long as you're not saying I'm like Pee Wee Herman then like I'm cool
0: (laughs) Well, if you're like Pee Wee Herman, I'm gonna tell you change careers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Then I know I'm in the wrong place. But I'm gonna tell you, like, uh, it's
0: time to start something different because we we are definitely in the wrong avenue. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know
1: where my lane is. So I'm staying Woo, in it. Please
0: stay in that lane. <laughs> stay in that lane. <laughs> so I have two more questions for you. Um, the one that I love to ask my guests is, if you could tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would that advice
1: Oh, man. Don't don't worry about what people think. Don't don't care. Because at the end of the day, like you got yourself and that's all that matters. Um, Yeah, it just I think I spent way too much of my lifetime always living in fear of what others thought of me. um, And it mm-hmm. just puts you in a place of bondage and a place of just it's, it's like a jail cell. You're never making moves because you're always worried if it's good enough or if people will receive it. Um, but I, I think, like, now as I've gotten older, I've been in a place where I just, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it just doesn't. Maybe that comes with time and age. I don't know. But for me, I wish I would go back and really, really take that in and process it <laughs> and marinate it. I'm like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, people, my mom used to tell me this all the time people pay to be entertained. And it's true. Um, and I think that's just because a lot of people don't have the confidence or um this fearlessness to just get out and do the things they want to do because they're always worried about what other how others are gonna perceive them. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a thing where it's like that's why I love performing now. It's just because like I'm like, I don't care. Like I enjoy this for me. And if you have a problem with it, then that's all you. <laughs> um That's right. But it's it's a liberating feeling to I mean to just being a place where you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm making moves for me. And that's all that matters at this point. And so, yeah, I wish I would have known that when I was younger. Um, I think it would have changed the game sooner, but I, you know, obviously everything happens for a reason, but I think, you know, I've always been critiqued, rejected. And so that's, it's been a a very close friend of mine growing up. So, yeah.
0: Well, you can like be best friends with Taylor Swift. She'll definitely teach you how to write a song about heartbreak and and going through challenges because I mean, like that's one thing about her lyrics oh, yeah. that people connect with is that it's a genuine place and she talks from her own personal um experiences she's going through. So, I think that's great advice.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked about this earlier, you know, off this call, but um it's you know, for me it's like I when it comes to like really personal experiences, it's funny, I don't fully write about them because I I don't know if it's just um I'm not ready or, you know, I hold those things. I am like in a weird way, private, like I'm very open, but there's some things I just don't venture into with people. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. weirdly comes in my writing where I'm okay. Writing about other things uh, that I have detachments from, but when it comes personal, it's like, oof. (laughs) I'm like, Ooh, do I want to write about that? Uh, I don't know. And so uh, it's something that I'm challenging myself to do as a writer um, and being more fully transparent and vulnerable. Um, but yeah, it's scary. I mean, no one wants to be rejected. I mean, I was a child actress. And so rejection was something I faced all the time. And then in church, in school, like I was always rejected, didn't have friends, was constantly bullied. And so it was one of those things where it's like being vulnerable requires so much of you. And you're like, oof. but it's, it's a balance. I'm learning it. It's probably one thing that I'm learning even in my mid 20s is just like, all right, like (laughs) you can be vulnerable. It's okay if you're rejected. Like, that's okay. Like long as you're comfortable with yourself and and having that, like like I said, not caring what people think. Like that's um, you're giving power over when you really don't need to. So um, I'm learning. It's it's a growing experience for sure.
0: Uh, it most definitely life is definitely about growing and maturing. And I love that you see it from that perspective. So I got one more for you, yeah. Natalie. And the last question is how can our listeners find you? Which avenues online are you available for us to reach out and find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on OnlyFans. Oh Lord, oh Lord.
0: See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I told you I
1: got. I was coming with some jokes. Lord I have just...
0: mercy, Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm, I'm, gonna take, <laughs> I'm gonna take Chloe. Lord have mercy. We're gonna about to remix that song and have like Natalie on.
1: Do a little dub smash. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I don't have an OnlyFans. Um, but what I do have, I have you know all the streaming platforms. You can look up my name, Natalie Lane. Um, if you want to venture onto my website that I created? then please do. Um, that's going to be Um Feel free to email me on there or you can find me on Instagram, which is Swerve. It's Lane. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a Twitter. I don't have Facebook, but you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Spotify, Apple music, whatever is your choice of poison. I will be there. <laughs> so yeah, that's where you can find me. Please do. Um and feel free to reach out and connect. I love meeting new people and having conversations. So don't be a stranger.
0: And Natalie, I love not only you as a person, but I love what you stand for. And you. when you guys really when you get to know her on a different level, hopefully you'll have an opportunity to see her in tour very soon because I know she's going to be on tour. I know yeah. she's going to be releasing new music and the EP will be coming out very soon. So Natalie, we are so grateful to have oh, you yeah. on Black Canvas. And um, let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Natalie. Well, thank you so much for being a part.
1: Thank you. I'm so honored. Thank you for having me. I This is honestly one of my favorite things. And you are amazing as well. I'm so happy that I met you. So thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate it. You know, I'll give you your money later. But <laughs> please do
1: please do we're gonna be hanging out real soon right i'll put on your
0: only account but we're gonna make it work thank you thank you so much well i really appreciate you and you're a great friend and i'm i'm going to definitely have you back soon so thank you natalie for being thank a you. part of black canvas and we'll talk with you soon
1: sounds good i'll see you around. all right
0: bye i wow.